Hi, and welcome to the Wealthy Wednesday podcast with me, Dave Drimmy. In this podcast, I give you ideas, insights, information, and inspiration to help you achieve your potential in business and in life. So let's get stuck into this week's show. Hey there, folks. It's Dave Drimmy from the Wealthy Wednesday podcast. And boy, have we got a show for you today. I've got the most amazing guest on. And... Danielle's up at 5 a.m. in the morning in California when I'm here in the UK on UK time. So, Danielle, how are you? Uh, I am doing amazing. Thank you for having me. Oh, well, I'm I, genuinely, I'm so grateful you've been able to join us because uh, for a number of reasons, we first met when I actually purchased one of, uh, one of your courses on what we're going to talk about today, which is hiring five-star employees. But the show that we're actually running at the moment, uh, this series is is called People First Culture, Danielle. And um, I know you're big on that and hiring five-star employees is really important. But the first episode of this was your colleague, Hinal Turner. How amazing yes. is she, by the way? Yes, yes, yes. She's awesome. And I mean, you know, you talk about a five-star employee, she's a five-star employee. And, and, and she's someone actually that was a consultant to our firm eight years ago. And so I would say, you know, for, for, she's worked for me now for almost two years, but for six years, she was on my virtual bench and I was just waiting for the right opportunity for a role in one of my companies for her to, to join. And that, that finally happened with the all in company. So. Oh, listen, outstanding, outstanding. So what, what I'm keen to do today, because um, you have such a wealth of experience in two specific areas. One is obviously the five-star hiring, but also the profit-first side of things as well. So I want to unpack that a little bit. But before we get into it, I'm just looking through what you've actually done in business and going all the way back. Um, it's like you're in vendor and materials management and marketing and communication. Then you got into strategic roles with uh, Maverick and AIM and Government Solutions, iKids Preschool. Yeah. My goodness gracious, do you remember back then? Yeah, you know what, actually, a kind of a little, uh, what, one of my businesses is is called Best in Class uh, Church Preschools. And so actually, we consult um, with churches that want to build um, preschools on their campus and leverage their, you know, classrooms that are really not being used Monday through Friday. So, you know, that is still an active business. Um, and uh, and so, and iKids was our first preschool client, so. Oh, I just, Wow. And then you've got a number of different businesses that you're mm-hmm. A number of, if I'm correct, it's Supply Patriot, you've got Patriot RN, All Star Operations, and the All In Company. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I host a podcast in my spare time. In your spare time. So you're. you're what I would call is one of the original superwomen. It's just like fabulous. So. Um, I'm being a little bit greedy here because um, I, I've witnessed you and the teachings and how how you really are out there to impact people. And certainly talking about the preschool side of things as well, um, it really is impactive what you do. But who is Danielle Mulvey and, and what drives you? Um, you know, what's interesting is I think what, what, what drives me is how... I can create opportunities for other people who are honestly my employees um, and, and, and get people into a role that just suits their, their gifts, their talents, their abilities, um, and, and, and give them 
the the freedom to you know make things happen and 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 do what they're really really good at uh and i don't know i guess just dating back i've been an entrepreneur for 25 years now so so a long time um and it's amazing you know how i have plucked people from you know doing one job i i i i think of justin reader for example um he was the it guy at a firm of a client and I just saw something in him. And today he's vice president of marketing for a healthcare company in Nashville. And, you know, he started out as the guy who was, you know, setting up your computer at your, at your, at your cubicle and such. So, um, you know, I, I just, I see the opportunity in people and, and, and push them a little bit outside their comfort zone to, you know, really use their, their talents and their gifts and their natural abilities. That is so wonderful. And um, again, it goes back into when we first met about how you really want to serve people and help them optimize their own performance. I think it's wonderful. So you run uh, a number of successful businesses, and that's alongside. But today, really, um, the environment out there in the marketplace has been a shift of what's actually going on in the market Obviously, COVID came along and it's a bit of a challenge. But can you help me understand? There's two sides of the business that you you help people with, and uh-huh. you guide people. You do keynotes as well. But I think they're both connected in terms of the profit first and the hiring five star employees. Can you maybe just help us understand a little bit about your journey with those two aspects? Oh, sure. Absolutely. So what's interesting and, um, you know, Mike Michalowicz and I, the Mike is the author of Profit First. Um, we're, we're business partners and, uh, and sort of partners in crime and things. Uh, he'll do like his keynote on Profit First and then I'll follow behind him doing the workshop, actually teaching how to implement Profit First. And um, his books um, have been sort of an evolution of, of the entrepreneur as as their business grows and scales and such. And uh, the next book that is coming out um, is called All In, How to Get Your Employees to Act Like Owners. And that is an evolution really from profit first um, and seeing businesses become profitable, scale their business, but then sort of start struggling with their profitability at the point of about 10 employees and a million dollars or more in real revenue, then what happens is, is their biggest expense is payroll. And um, that that big expense, if it's not efficient, if it's loaded with one, two, and three-star employees, is starting to put, put a drain on the business and start to it negatively impact the profitability of the business because one, two, and three-star employees, their average ho-hum or worse, but the funny thing is, is it takes two or three, one, two or three star employees to do the job of one five star employee. But you pay the five star employee the same that you pay a one, two or three star employee. So that is where you just start this 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 spiral down in terms of losing some ground on profitability when your business has one, two and three star employees. The other thing about kind of that 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 tipping point of ten or more employees. A million dollars or more in real revenue is that that business is scaling. That business started out with maybe you know two or three employees, 
And the interesting thing is, is maybe some of those employees that started with you, they were five stars when you were doing $300,000 a year. But as you grow the business and as you get into new markets or, you know, require a new level of sophistication, that five-star employee who maybe someone who started with you and was great hasn't necessarily scaled with your operations of the business. So that person could become a one, two, or three-star employee as your business grows. And now they're sort of a liability um, in terms of your profitability instead of an asset. And so it's really important for owners to, you know, continually be evaluating their employees. We like to use the five-star employee rating system, um, you know, to keep leveling up the organization as it grows. And, you know, it's okay if someone isn't necessarily, you know, a fit for the organization after it reaches a certain point. Um, you know, I know for me, I, I, you know, there, there's some, I, I was the bookkeeper. I was the bookkeeper in our construction materials supply firm, you know, in, in, in 2010, when we started the company, I mean, that, 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 that position quickly outgrew my skills and abilities um, after about two years and such. Um, so, so, so I moved on. I didn't hang on to doing that role, if that makes sense. And, yeah. and that, that happens in business. Um, and so it's really important that, you know, as your companies grow, as they scale, you know, you've got the right people in the right role, or as Jim Collins would say, on the right bus, in the right seat and going in the right direction. I think that's incredibly valuable, actually. And um, we'll, we'll talk about that five-star hiring system just in a little minute because it is really powerful, okay? But case in point, I was speaking to a friend of mine who runs a 20 million-plus uh, company, construction, actually, talking about your your one, one of your businesses. And we were talking about when he started out, and literally it was 18 hours a day, seven days a week, and he brought a team. So he, he does remodeling, refurbishment. Um, he's just a, a phenomenal guy. But his core team had the same core values as him. As the yeah. company grew, the core values dissipated. And now his biggest challenge is people who are coming into the business who do not share the core values. So what if you can help me unpack that a little bit? Because I see that happening in a lot of businesses. How, and it's probably going to, seek into basically what we're going to talk about, about the five-star hiring system. But have you seen something similar in the organizations that you work with? You know, absolutely. And I get entrepreneurs all the time telling me, so basically I have to, you know, kind of repeat the same, the same things over and over do like I do with my children. And I'm like, exactly, exactly. That's what you have to be doing. You have to be talking about the same things ad nauseum, you know, and when you, when you talk about core values, I mean, um, if you're not talking about them every day, if you're not using your core values to, to, to celebrate, to appreciate, to reprimand, um, then, then, then you're missing the boat and it will get lost. Um, and it will fall, you know, on, on deaf ears if you're not talking about it because no one's hearing it. So your core values absolutely have to be talked about all the time in your business. I mean, there's things that I say in, in, in my company that, I, I mean, when my employees start rolling their eyes because they know it's coming, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. You know, and, and some of those things, I mean, definitely are the core values of when we have our daily huddle, you know, in, in the background, I mean, you're seeing the all-in company. When it's our daily huddle for Supply Patriot, this puppy goes up. 
And, you know, these are our core values for Supply Patriot. And everyone in our daily huddle on Zoom has this in their background in some form or fashion. Um, and, you know, we're talking about it. And, you know, when I give a shout out to Michelle, I'm like, hey, thanks for owning um getting in touch with, um, with, with, with Amex about, you know, implementing the new feature that they have. Um, you know, you, you've got to talk about that stuff every day. And, you know, I mean, I, that's, that's with an employee who's been with us for eight years, you know, and I'm still talking about our core values to them and still showing appreciation based on our core values for the work and contributions they're doing to our company. That's outstanding. And it's a, it's a timely reminder when I work with business myself, then I really try to help them to implement weekly uh, team meetings. But the daily meeting and the appreciation and gratitude of core values, I think, is is something which I'm I'm going to I'm really going to look forward to sharing this um, show with people in my network. Put it that way; they need to hear this. It's just outstanding. And um, we t- we touched on as we were speaking earlier on. There's, there's an air of positivity in in the entrepreneurs that you're meeting at the moment. Can you maybe share a bit about that, what, what you're seeing in the marketplace at the moment? Yeah. So, you know, and it, it comes down to, you know, how you how you see the world. Do you see it half or and do you see it? Do you see it happy? Do you see sunshine? Do you see rainbows or do you see doom and gloom? And um, what's fun, I was I was talking about how. I have about two conversations a day with businesses from across the country, entrepreneurs, actually across the world. And, um, you know, despite what is going on in the world and everything that's being talked about um, in the media, everyone has a very positive attitude about their business and about the growth opportunities that they have. And um, like no fear, no fear at all, no fear that Something like COVID is going to shut people down again. I mean, these businesses are all ready to, to, to make it happen. And, you know, I think that when you, you know, you can call it manifest, you can call it positive thoughts, you can call it good vibrations, you can call it a variety of things. But, you know, when, when, when you're focused on the positivity of things, positive things and good things happen and such. And, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. I was um, recruiting for, for one of our firms um, last week, and uh, because someone was stealing one of our employees, um, and it was actually a client of ours who wanted to take one of our employees, and so it's sort of like, okay, you know, I'll I'll, I'll accept that. They 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 pay me when they take one of my employees, so no problem. But the training class was starting yesterday, and they were taking the person, you know, with about a week's notice, which makes it difficult to find someone. But you know what? I just really thought about it. And I, I was just like, I think we can do this. And, you know, we didn't compromise um, our recruitment and hiring process and using the five-star employee rating system. We still went through it, but, uh, you know, we were, we, were, we were optimistic. And lo and behold, we found, you know, a, a fantastic candidate um, in, in Daisy. And um, she was able to, to join and just... Things kind of aligned perfectly and such. Um, so uh, you know, it's 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 looking at the glass half full. It's really kind of believing that you know what you're doing and and your business and the people that you're taking with you, you're on the right path, um, and 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 you'll just keep going farther down that path. 
That's wonderful. And um, and what I love about the story you're sharing there is you just, you know, that's happened, let's move on. But you're using your own processes to find Daisy and you're able to find wonderful people for yourself internally and not just with external clients as well, which is powerful. Now that leads us nicely in because profitability of any business is of paramount importance and that depends on clients and a whole range of elements. But to be able to scale we require wonderful team of colleagues, which brings us nicely into five-star employees, how to attract, hire, and retain five-star employees. So, Danielle, can you unpack that a little bit? about Because you've, you've got a wonderful process for bringing people in and helping your clients bring wonderful people in. Could you, can you help us understand a little bit more about that process? Oh, absolutely. So um, there's five criteria, shocking, in the five-star employee rating system. And we actually touched on the first one, and that really is the foundation. And that's alignment with core values. So it's really important that um, the owner of the business has really defined their three to five core values. And these are the things that are true 100% of the time. This comes from the owner. When, you know, you Every business owner I've ever met, you know, just would be like, oh, if I could just clone myself, you know, and and really the best way to clone yourself is to hire people who share the same core values, because with those core values, they are going to think and act like you. And isn't that what you want? You don't need to clone yourself. You just need people that are aligned with your core values, because now with that alignment, they're going to think and act like you by sharing those core values. Um, And, you know, in our in our recruitment process, I mean, in, in the job postings, when we're having the interview stage, even yesterday when I did the onboarding of our new employees, you know, I, I talked about our, our core values. When I sent out their new hire welcome kits, there was a, a, a little a little um, sort of thing that they can put on their monitor that highlights our core values. But the other thing about the core values is you have to um, have clarifying statements to those core values. You can't just say, oh, uh, you know, we we operate with integrity. You have to define what you mean and what your expectations are and what you're not going to accept necessarily um, with regards to those core values because, you know, d- words can have different interpretations and, and different meanings and different expectations. So that is the first star is alignment with core values. The second star in the five-star oh, sure. On that one, Danielle, because the... the there's a lovely story here. A couple of weeks ago, I, w- I was with a client and um, we, we were doing a whole one-day strategic planning exercise and it was going to include sales, revenue, 10-year plans, blah, blah, blah. Could not get this gentleman who runs a 10 million plus company beyond core values and why. He was so taken by the simple fact that he could take his personal core values, he's got 80 odd employees, and really start building core values into an organization to build an organization that mattered. Yes. Not just to the external market, but the internal market as well. But with that, if you go just a little bit deeper on core values, when you talk about core values with a client, what kind of questions would you ask them to help them identify core values? Yeah. So actually, um, I'm happy to share with you um, the core values exercise uh, that we use um, and, uh, and, and it's a, it's a real simple exercise and it, it's going through and it takes about 20, 25 minutes. Um, and, and you really just do a brain dump 
And then we take you through a process of, you know, putting a brain dump, just everything that comes to your mind that you think is a core value. And then we'll go through and we'll X out the ones that, you know, are maybe accidental values, um, the ones that are occasional values, um, so that what's left are the three to five really true core values that are true 100% of the time. Um, and it's interesting, whenever we've taken entrepreneurs through this exercise, they're like, oh, we've got core values, you know, they're on our wall, whatever. And I'm like, can we just have 20, 25 minutes to go through this exercise? And once they go through the exercise, they're like, oh, wow. Because what's on their wall presently is something that it was groupthink. It was, oh, what do we want? And really, those are aspirational values. They're not their true core values. It's what they'd like to be. But if they're not true 100% of the time, then it isn't a genuine core value. It's an aspirational value. And, and you, you lose credibility because you're not going to hit that aspirational value 100% of the time. So you really have to get specific and you have to get real about those about those core values. So, that, so, so from what you're saying there, true authentic core values are a bit more like DNA. It's built exactly. In. It's true a hundred percent of the time. Got you. Got you. Okay. Sorry for butting in there. Um, no. No. Absolutely. So, so my husband and I actually don't share a core value. <laughs> really? Being on time. Wow. Wow. I'm I, I'm one that is is always on time. He's always ready late. So. Well, I hope hopefully he's not going to listen to this show. So um, you were talking about um, the core values that are, are, are really step one. So step two in your five-step process, what's that? So that are that's the 11 qualities of a five-star employee. So we've identified 11 universal qualities that are true in all five-star employees. And the interesting thing about that is that um, two of those qualities are coded green, which means they're relatively easy to change. And one of those is learning. So what's interesting, especially as a business owner, you know, we're, we're sort of um, information junkies and we love to learn. We love to get smarter and such. But oftentimes our line level employees aren't running in, in the same kind of knowledge gathering circles that we are. So, you know, it's important for owners of businesses to really kind of tap into helping their employees, you know, learn and grow in, in their life personally and professionally and such. Um, so if someone isn't demonstrating that, you know, they're subscribing to two newsletters and reading blogs about the industry, that's okay. That's something that you can take on as their mentor and as their employer to help them grow in that capacity. Um, two of the universal qualities are coded red, and these are like red flag deal breakers. If someone doesn't meet your minimal ex acceptable rating in these two categories, then, you know, that's where their, their, their journey ends in your hiring gauntlet. And those two red qualities are listening and limber. So you need employees, especially small businesses, need em need employees who are active listeners, who can pay attention and, and listen with all of their senses and really understand, you know, what's, what's going on in the business, what needs to be done, being proactive, et cetera. Small businesses also need employees who are limber. We don't use the term flexible. Employees want flexibility, and that is a different expectation than what an employer needs in an employee being limber. And so when we talk about being limber, uh, you know, hey, if, 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 
if processes have to change tomorrow, is this person going to be okay with changing the way that they've been doing things for two years and it changes tomorrow? Um, you know, is this person, you know, a clock watcher and they will never stay past 5.01 p.m.? Um, you know, you need someone who's who's limber. You need someone who really loves to work and, and isn't necessarily working to live. Um, and then the other qualities are gray. So you just kind of evaluate those and understand that, um, you know, if someone isn't meeting that rating, are you willing to coach them? You know, do you see opportunity for them with, with some coaching and mentoring to improve on that quality? So those are the 11 universal qualities. Well, thank you for sharing that. And from what you're sharing in the red ones is really what we're looking for in five-star employees are the individuals who are almost entrepreneurs within the business. So they're, they're going to be, um, they're going to drive the business forward and become uh, specialists in driving a certain area of the business. Is that what you're saying? They're willing to learn and grow and, and really take some of the, the pain point away from the business owners. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and they're willing to do that um, be, because they have a passion, because they believe it. The thing I think that differentiates them is they're just not willing to to, to put the risk in there. You know, mm-hmm. it's the crazy entrepreneurs that are willing to risk, that have the high risk factor that make them an entrepreneur. Um, but so you can have those qualities of someone, of, you know, like entrepreneurial spirit um, as an employee, they're just not going to uh, put their house on the line or, you know, put their, put their money at risk like, like entrepreneurs do, right? Absolutely. Yeah. God bless us entrepreneurs. <laughs> so, um, so that's fantastic. So that's two points there. What's next in the, in the process? So then you want to look at the aptitudes and skills that you need for the job. And so, um, you know, there's specific aptitudes that you need for a job and there's specific skills that you need for a job and you need to test and, and, and assess for those aptitudes and skills. Um, you know, if I'm hiring a graphic designer, I need someone who has uh, creativity as part of their aptitude, and I'm going to give them skills tests to see what their level of creativity is. If I'm hiring a bookkeeper, I don't need someone with an aptitude of creativity for bookkeeping, right? Um, so you want to get really specific about the aptitudes that you're looking for. We're saying that you should have identified nine to 13 aptitudes. We have a, a, a list of aptitudes that, um, and then you want to have questions around assessing that person's um, aptitude. And then you also want to incorporate skills testing. It doesn't matter what someone says they can do. It matters what they actually can do. And you have to test them to see what they can do, not what they say they can do. Um, so that's really important. And that's the third star. Fantastic. I'm, I'm reminded of a story of a former client of mine who, um, an electrical contractor, and he, he said to me, oh, David, I've got uh, I've got a, a possible candidate coming in and um, basically I'm just going to hire him. I went, what do you mean you're just going to hire him? He's breathing and that makes him qualified. So... Um, I simplistically, I just asked him to ask a few questions so that the candidate could try and sell to the business owner. So, but what you're sharing here is so, so much more valuable. So thank you for that. I really appreciate it. And that takes us to the next stage as well. Yeah. So the fourth star are the success metrics. So with every role, you want to define three to five key responsibilities for the role. These key responsibilities should be driving revenue. No one is a not revenue producing 
employee. Everyone should have an impact and a positive impact on revenue. And so, you know, what are their three to five key responsibilities that are driving revenue in the business? And then how are you going to measure their success in achieving that responsibility? So for example, um, we have a business that processes long-term care claims. And so, you know, what we're looking for is we measure success by having a 98% uh, financial accuracy, a 98% procedural accuracy rating, and that they're processing 42 claims per day. When you define what success looks like in the role, it's a metric, it's a number, it's a dollar value, it's a percentage that you can measure and draw a line in the sand of, you know, did you hit 98%? Are you processing on average 42 claims a day? And everyone wants to know, you know, am I successful in this role? And when you put a dollar sign, when you when you objectively quantify it, um, then everyone can be on the same page and, and the employee knows how, how they're faring in, in the business. And everyone wants to have purpose. So if I make it real simple, like here are the three to five things I need you to do, and here's how we're going to measure your success. I mean, the employee can basically manage themselves to a certain degree. They're getting the quality reports and such and getting that feedback, but they know if they're making it or, or if they're if they're if they need to, you know, improve some things and such in their performance. So uh, the success metrics is the fourth star. Well, that's that's also very interesting as well, because I see a lot of businesses and speaking to a lot of friends who own businesses, they will they will say, Bob. Listen, as well as doing this, can you also do this role for me as well? Oh, and a little bit of this one as well. So what you're saying is keep it really tight and then just get the correct success metrics to actually drive profitability. Is that correct? And not pass on and do other stuff as well. Yeah. And, you know, I think what happens is is is, is business owners and, and just managers in general tend to be a little bit reactive um, about like, you know, well, well, maybe this will help. Maybe, maybe this is what we need to be doing because we're not, we're not, we're not being very successful at it. And you know, as you went through our our program, you know, you really have to take some time, and you can do it in five days. Like it, it doesn't take three months. It doesn't take all this time. But you just need to dedicate a few hours over a few days to really think about and get serious about what you need in employees and and to fulfill the role and what does that ideal employee look like you know if if you think you can just throw a bunch of things on a piece of paper and hire a sparkly rainbow unicorn um who you know eats confetti then good luck with that um when you keep things very simple very focused um, it, it, everyone is, is, is successful. None of us are good multitaskers. Um, you know, I'm not a multitasker to be honest. I just have great employees in my businesses who are doing the day-to-day operations and they can do it better than I can do it. So I'm totally out of the picture. I don't have to be involved. I'm in the daily huddle. I hear what's going on. You know, if I have to get involved in something, you know, I, I know where I have to have to get involved. Maybe it's just picking up a phone and talking to, you know, a higher level person because our people aren't having luck with their day-to-day contacts. So Danielle, there are going to be friends of mine and people listening to this show are going to be very, very jealous as business owners just listening to what you've described there. I think it's 
that's that's the ultimate aim, I think, for a business owner is to be able to do that. But again, it's about the process and uh, yes. creating that opportunity. So, uh, so and just just the final part of the process then is what return on payroll. So, um, you know, and, and this really kind of goes to when we, when we teach the five-star employee rating system, we have you do the five-star employee rating system and rate your existing employees. And so in the fifth star, you're looking at return on payroll. So if you're paying someone $50,000 a year, we're saying that they should have a 3x to 4x return on payroll. So they should be you know, having a hundred, if you're paying them $50,000, they should be having at least $150,000 impact on the business. Um, they shouldn't be <laughs> costing you um, and not and not producing a return. And, you know, one, two and three star employees are a drain on the business. They are not producing a 3x return. Um, and so this kind of also helps you keep alignment in terms of, you know, what is your ideal um, payroll budget? For, for your organization. And so we can go about slicing and dicing it a few different ways so that you really get um, that that return on, on payroll that you need to profitably scale your businesses. Danielle, this is just honestly, it's mind blowing. And um, the folks listening to the show are just going to get so much value. So cannot thank you enough. I'm also very, very conscious of your time as well and your commitments. Um, but at the same time, what I'm loving about what you're sharing here is it's a process. It's a system that you can implement into the business. So with that in mind, the program that, that I got involved in last year and some of the other programs, can you explain a little bit about how folks listening to the show can actually gain more of your wisdom and education about this process? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, so, so we offer um, a, a, what we call an accelerator program um, where you learn the five-star employee rating system. It gives you a good introduction. It helps you kind of get started with things. And then, um, and then we have a, a deeper sort of all-in program where you actually spend a little bit more time. We actually work with you. Um, after you've identified your, uh, you know, what you're looking for specifically in the 11 universal qualities um, and, and what you don't want in that, we help you craft questions specific to what you're looking for, specific to the role on the 11 universal qualities. We um, help you create an interview packet and help you determine your best, what you want to do in terms of skills testing to assess someone's aptitudes and skills for the particular role, um, we help you craft a a job post. So it's it's a bit of done for you services that we that we offer. Um, so we teach you how to DIY it, or um, or or we can work with you at a at a done for you services where we're collaborating together and we're taking the information and giving you the asset. Um, it's about creating you know just a, a a good reliable process and system for when you go to recruit. You've you've got your assets. You have your 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 job posting that's ready to go. You have your interview packets as you take people through your gauntlet. You have your skills testing in line. Um, we also recommend doing an assessment and really filtering out candidates because what you're taking people through, honestly, is a gauntlet. Um, my friend Casey Anton calls it a gauntlet, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's perfect. You know, it's a, it's a multi-step process. And, and if you're looking for a five-star employee, a five-star employee represents the top 15% of available talent in the market for the given role at the given rate, 
which means one out of seven candidates is a potential five-star employee. So it becomes a numbers game. You need 21 applicants to have at least one five-star employee. Um, we're recruiting uh, for, for one of our preschool clients right now. And um, I was just looking at the metrics yesterday. And for a director, it's a new preschool, for a director position, we've had 38 applicants and we've only had one person pass the, um, the the assessment, which is the first stage. Um, and so, you know, it's really about not settling um, and, and, and really, you know, just going through and, and finding the right candidate who is going to rock it, who is going to be, you know, five stars against your five star rating system for the role. That's outstanding. And a lot of the time I hear phrases like we just need to put bums on seats and stuff like that. And that's just catastrophic um expensive mistakes expensive very expensive but 38 candidates to find one with the specialist qualities that's just that's a lot of a lot of research going into that um well they, yeah they're they're uh but, but so i didn't so out of those, that 38 only one person passed the assessment i didn't bother looking at those other 37 candidates i'm not interested in them so so, so, so yeah, you want, I, I'm, I'm not tempted by someone who didn't follow instructions, didn't take the assessment or scored less than 70% on that assessment. So, um, so actually this is, our system is, is actually really efficient because I only focus on the people that are, are meeting the criteria um, as we go through the gauntlet. So that first one is taking the assessment and scoring 70% or higher against the benchmark for that role. Um, and so those other 37, I couldn't even tell you what they're, I, I, I would never look at their resumes. I don't look at their resumes. Thank you very much for the clarity. That's perfect. And um, so if, if somebody listening to the show wants to get hold of you or wants to actually really learn more about the DIY or the done with you, how, how can they find out more about that, Danielle? Um, so I am so bad. I, um, we have a, um, and what I'll do is I'll put it on our website um, so your people can get it. Um, or if you're in the United States, you can text um, never settle as one word, never settle to 411321. And, um, and, and if you're international, um, I will post it at the allincompany.com forward slash never settle. And that is um, our how to hire five-star employees guide. Um, it actually goes through and provides you with all the 11 qualities uh, of a five-star employee. So you can do a, a quick little test of your best employee versus your most tragic employee on the 11 qualities of a five-star employee. And then also at the end of that, it has my contact information and a way for us um, to get in touch or you know, if, if, if you need to talk about your existing employees, I'm, I I'm always have an open ear and I take about two to three calls per day from entrepreneurs around the world. Fantastic. And so that again, the, the allincompany.com forward slash. Never uh, settle as one never word. Settle, never settle. The allincompany.com forward slash never settle. So we talked earlier on about companies that are 10 plus employees, a million plus is there a, a is there a, a size of company which you particularly love working with, or are you open to working with 
anybody to help them if it's just uh, the owner who's got the right mindset. Yeah, that that that's exactly it. Um, so typically, companies that have less than ten employees, their priorities are a little bit different. Um, but it depends upon how fast they're scaling and such. So, you know, Mike's books are an evolution. We always recommend starting with profit first, no matter where you are in business, um, implementing profit first. Um, he's got the pumpkin plan for startup businesses. He's got run like clockwork to help businesses, especially with around, you know, six employees or so start to get order in the business, start to, um, be able to get the business to run without the owner involved. So usually when a business is, you know, one to six employees, the owner is still really involved. Um, and so run like clockwork is, is meant to get that owner less involved. And then as you're scaling and growing employees at about, you know, eight, nine, 10 employees, um, now it's time to get real serious about your hiring. Maybe some of your employees who started with you have kind of run their, their, their course with you and, time for them to move on um, to another organization so okay okay fabulous and um, honestly thank you so much for today you you shared so much wisdom and some amazing insights but if there was one golden nugget that you feel should be um, shared with folks that you would want people to take away what would that golden nugget be never settle never settle if you if something if if you have taken someone through they've tested well they scored 70% on the assessment or higher you've had three interviews with them you you did a shadow day with them but but you went to do the reference checks and something just didn't feel right um, and you got this sort of red flag then you have to pay attention to the red flag and you have to you've got to start over again you never want to settle you're looking for the needle in the haste the golden needle in the haystack you're looking for the 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 cream of the crop the best and so that is why you can't ever settle uh, you know i mean we, we in, in in my recruitment process i mean you know we lose people at the end sometimes you know we're about to make them the offer and then they take another job but, you know, I think about one candidate, um, we were recruiting for a, a fully remote position and, you know, they were also interviewing for another job. And just literally hours before we made our decision, uh, or we we're going to make our decision, this candidate sent me a text saying, hey, just want to let you know, I really enjoyed getting to know you guys and such, but I'm going to take this other position because it's hybrid and I'll be in office three days a week. And it was like, great. That's fine. Clearly, she was going to be better thriving in an environment where she was working from home and working in office, where our position was going to be fully remote, and and she wouldn't have ultimately been satisfied with that. So I'm like, great, no problem. Do I have to start from scratch <laughs> and and go back to the pool of candidates and and bring more through? Yes, but that's okay. Um, that that's fine. Um, it's it's really about a fit that that works both ways for the employee and the employer, and 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 that's why you can never settle. Danielle, I love that. That's fantastic, and it really goes back to your caring nature as well, and the impact you're creating. So the simple fact that you're thinking about both parties, not just one party, is enormous. So cannot thank you enough. And um, we've obviously got the we've got the allincompany.com forward slash never settle if there are entrepreneurs listening to this um are you open to connect with them as well and uh, oh, yeah they- yeah absolutely 
absolutely. So if you if you download um, that that hiring guide on the last page, um, there's a link that you can um, schedule a, a, a Zoom with me. So yeah, I love connecting. I, I connect two to three times a day with entrepreneurs around the world. So outstanding, fantastic. Danielle, thank you so, so much. And folks, if you're listening to this show, please share this widely because the gems that have picked up here, particularly um, the, the five steps of hiring five-star five star employees, they're absolutely amazing. Danielle's amazing. So please share this widely um, with friends or colleagues that ought to know about it. And Danielle, once again, thank you so much for your time. Um, you're an amazing lady. I've in, in the short time I, I've known you for just a year and a bit or, or what have you, I just really feel that um, a sense of connection with what you're doing. It's almost like a, a connection of the universe and sharing sharing your insights with people and helping the world become a better place. And uh, thank you so much. Thank you, Dave. And, and thank you for your service of your podcast. It's fantastic. Well, thank you. And folks... This is, uh, this is Dave Drimmy. I'm going to sign off now because Danielle's amazing. And please, 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 I'll give you that website again. It's theallincompany.com forward slash never settle. Please connect with Danielle if you're interested in transforming the hiring process and bringing in amazing employees into your business and everything else that Danielle shared as well. So, Danielle, thank you so much. Really appreciate you. Cheers to going all in. Definitely. Take care. Folks, this is Dave Drimby signing off from the uh, Wealthy Wednesday podcast. Really hope you've enjoyed today. Please listen again. And uh, again, I encourage you to go to that uh, website. Never settle, as Daniel's, Danielle said, is just so, so important. Thank you, everyone. Take care. Catch you soon. Thanks for listening to the Wealthy Wednesday podcast with me, Dave Drimmy. Check the show notes below for further details on this week's episode, including links to resources mentioned in the show. And if you haven't subscribed yet, you'll find us on Apple, Spotify, and all good podcast apps. See you next week.